The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Oh! You got one in the Do it! Jamal Hill! Sweet dreams! I just wanted to come out and show myself, be myself. This is me. This is what y'all get when y'all see me. Jamal! Sweet dreams! Yeah! Oh! That's a knockdown! That's gonna be it! Wow! Bandana Morales! Oh my god! I know we were working a lot of touch and goes off blocking body shots, usually off the hands. Worked off the knee that time. Touch and go. Vince Vendetta Morales! Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Please tell me that's on video. I've never been happier. I'm made for a fucking podcast. That's <laughs> dangerous! Listen to me, we're at it! What a fucking disaster. <laughs> and that's how we start. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. <laughs> oh, shit. Now, Matt is not in your normal setup today. What's going on, Matt? Well, listen, I got back from uh, Universal Disney, although Florida. I got back from Florida with the family last night. And the Wi-Fi was great. You know, I got back like, like two in the morning, whatever. Oh, I woke up this morning. I have no Wi-Fi. So, you know, I'm in my car using the cell cellular data on my phone. So normally you got the nice green screen, but now yeah. you just got a powerful me in my car in the parking lot of a stop and shop. But hey, man, we make do here on UFC Unfiltered. Hey, look, that, and we got Jamal Hill in the waiting room, Matt. We're going to bring him in. But that's what happens when, you know, once in a while when we are, we are dependent on Wi-Fi, sometimes the Wi-Fi shits the bed and we got to improvise. But at least we can improvise. At least we can do this and still get the show done. Hey, Jamal, how you doing? I'm good. How y'all doing? Good. Matt can't see you, but Matt, can you hear him? I hear him. I see you. I saw him for a second there. He's walking through an airport or something. Where are you, Jamal? Uh, yeah, where are you? I'm at the PI. What are you doing now, man? It's not like you got to get some work done for recovery. You got, it was a quick night work the other night. Ah, uh, man, I had to, uh, yeah, I got to have to get my, my hand a little swollen, you know. <laughs> got a hard oh, head. Well, it's better than your face, though, right? Better right. than your face swollen. Right, <laughs> dude, that was fantastic, man. So accurate, Jamal. Thank you. Thank you. You're like, so, oh shit. <laughs> you know what they say: accuracy beats power. 
Fuck yeah, man. After that Paul Craig fight, it's when you see somebody lose sometimes, it, there's, there's those ways people lose where people still are like, I like this guy even more now. Like the way the way you lost that fight, I mean, it didn't drop your appeal at, at all. I mean, it just showed how tough you are. And I watched it again recently, and I'm like, I would never know by your face that you were even hurt. I mean, you just, were you in a bit of shock when that happened? Or how did you handle that so, like, flawlessly? I didn't know, I didn't know my arm was out. Whenever, whenever it initially popped out, I didn't feel it. I was just like going through, going through my, you know, my, my, uh, my escape, my way that I was trying, I was playing it on escaping. And, uh, whenever I popped up normally, whenever I'm able to, I'm able to have a little bit of flexibility in my elbow to where, you know, I'm able to, to, to sit up, get a little leverage so I can sit and lean and kind of, kind of, kind of stack them up to, to where I can get out. Um, and it, it gave whenever I was reaching for my arm, I didn't find it. And I looked back and he still had it. So, um, wow. Uh, so I was like, then, uh, then like he kind of went, what he was doing, he went to go for the triangle. I was like, Oh, I was like, I thought he, I thought it was broken. I was like, Oh, he broke my arm. I was like, I gotta knock him out. I was like, Can't take no L's. <laughs> what was the extent of the injury? It was a dislocation. Just my elbow came completely out. Oh, okay. And what was the uh, recoup time on that? I was back training within six weeks. Okay. Uh, you, you certainly, again, you look good against Jimmy Crude, who's really a tough guy. And uh, what an impressive way. Like, after you, it's your first loss, some guys let that really throw them. You didn't seem like that threw you at all. I mean, you came back and looked exactly as good as you did before that last fight. Yeah, that's uh, that's what I that's what I wanted to do, just get back in the gym, um, do all the right things, and, and go out and get the result that I wanted, you know, the result that I'm used to. Uh, I feel like in a Paul Craig thing, I got rid of some some things personally and mentally that um that I did uh, about the way I approached that fight to where um I was able to get back to business like I normally am, like I normally do, dominantly. And I'll tell you, man, Jimmy Cruz no pushover, dude. I mean, he took that first one, then he got and he, and he took it like a champ, and then he got back up and he looked like, all right, now we're about to have a fight. And then you're like, no, you're out of here. I mean, fuck, man, Jimmy. Jimmy, Jimmy's a durable guy too. When you connected that punch, you just—I mean, it, the ref jumped in before you even had to fi finish him on the floor. You knew he was done the second that fucking thing connected. Yeah, I, knew, I knew he was done with the follow with the follow up shot. Uh, whenever he initially went down, I kind of seen him like kind of like dazed. But you know, uh, it may not look like it, but in my mind, you know how things go kind of slow. I feel like I paused a little second to kind of you know, I mean, give him a chance to rub. I didn't see the rub jump in. So, you know, I, I came in with the last follow-up shot just to just to try to get the win. Yeah, you feel like you got the monkey off your back now because you would everything was going so well. We had the little hiccup with the uh with Paul Craig. And that's annoying, man. Some guys have that, and that could be a, a mental uh, you know, it could it could mess your head up, you know. I mean, you start questioning things. What made you just stay focused and say, All I right, mean... that's an L. I immediately knew what I did wrong. Oh. I immediately knew what I did wrong in the Paul Craig fight. That's what I you seen when I was whenever he was walking when I was sitting there that oh, yeah, yeah. that look that was me. That was, all right, I know what I did. You got me. Yeah. It won't happen again. What what did you think you did wrong? Aside from the obvious technical errors is the fact that I I I allowed him to get to what he does best. You know, um I, I was cocky, I was arrogant. I literally felt like all I had to do was show up. Uh, no matter what he did, I was going to win. 
Is that what you were talking about a minute ago when you said approaching something differently to training? <laughs> was that you You felt like, uh, and by the way, that was very honest of you to say that. Francis said the same thing about Stipe uh, after their first fight. And I love to hear that honesty. So you, you didn't put as much into the training as you should have because you thought you had no, it. No, it wasn't that I know. I put the, I still, I still put the work in. Don't get me okay. wrong, I still put the work in. But just the way I viewed it, the way I viewed the fight, the way I looked at it, I just looked, I just looked at it. I covered up any like any questions like, oh, I wonder how strong any of that. It was like, it was just arrogance, like, oh, he can't be dude. Like I looked at him as inferior, like just period. Like, you know what I mean? Just just complete disrespect. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was, and that's not you can't, you can't do that. Can't do that to nobody. With these with the gloves on, with the grappling, sometimes uh it it helps when guys are trying to rear naked choke you because uh-huh. without the gloves, it's a lot easier. With the fucking arm locks, sometimes they're annoying. Sometimes like, yo, usually I'm getting out the of this. Don't slip. The arm right. don't slip the same. Like, you can't just stand like how I stood up at first and kind of slip. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Usually in class, no gi in class, you know, you stand, you flip. You can usually get a little more. It didn't move. And he That's was strong. He worked his grip. He worked his grips. His grips are were, are, were very strong. Yeah, that that's his that's his his mo, man. I mean, from guard, and I knew that. But see, I knew that. But you know, uh, I'm I still and don't get me wrong. People can say whatever. I still I still haven't lost any faith in my ground game. I feel my ground game is still is solid. So you know, I went down, and it was kind of like you know, you don't want to be behind, and that's exactly what I did. When I could have stopped him from pulling me to the ground, just like I did the first time. Well, he didn't gain any more leverage or anything. Only thing was, I was like, oh, you want to pull me to the ground? All right, let's see what's up. And instantly. When we hit the ground, I was like, all right, what do you want to do? And then, like, I kind of just waited for him to do something, and he got right into it, like, right. And you could tell that, and he said it. That was, what, that was the exact sequence that he had been practicing for months. And like an idiot, I let him get right into it. And you and said he was strong. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Matt. No, I'm just saying, like, like, like Jamal was saying, he probably escaped that same shit, the same arm locks dozens of times without those gloves on. So, like, when you put them on, it's like, yo, usually I'm out of this. All of a sudden, you feel that stickiness where the glove catches, and you're like, fuck, man, I'm not getting out so easy, you know? That's why I tell my guys a lot of times when they've got a fight coming up, yo, you know, it's all good gi, without the gi, obviously, uh, but just, you know, sometimes put those gloves on, man. Skin yeah. on skin, nothing but the yeah. gloves, so it's, there's no, there's nothing, it's not going to feel any different at all when you're in there. Because that's why you're like, yo, what the fuck? Normally I'm out. Goddamn gloves. And a lot of times I have been guilty of that, not like, especially in that camp. In that camp, I didn't grapple with gloves on at all. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I did it more so, I did it more at this camp. I did it a lot more at this camp. You know what I mean? But last camp, but that camp, nah, not really. I was just grappling. I mean, you, they uh, didn't give you no, go ahead, Jimmy. No, no, I was just saying, you, I think you mentioned uh, Johnny Walker. And, and who do you have your, I know you want to move up uh, the division. You've looked so good. Uh, who are you looking at next? I want Paulo Costa for real. I mean, I feel like that's the bigger name, you know, and uh, I feel like that he, you know, I mean, that's, I feel like that's just a bigger fight for me. But uh, yeah, if they're going to make him come up to 205, I welcome him in. You know, but if not him, Johnny Walker can get it too. Oh, shit. Now, Costa has looked very, very good. I mean, he obviously dropped a couple of fights. Uh, how do you think he'll fare at light heavyweight? I mean, do you think that he was just a giant middleweight and he'll he'll be fine? Or do you think that – because I think sometimes fighting guys that are 20 pounds heavier really does uh, seem to affect some guys badly. Like, you know, Cowboy was never quite as good at welterweight as he was at lightweight. It is definitely different. Um, I, think he, I think he has a, a very good skill set. I think his hands are fast. They're powerful, and I think they'll translate well. They translated well in the Vittori fight, you know, even though Vittori's not a true 205er. 
but uh, I think uh, he's an athlete. He's a world class athlete. I think he can. I think if he if he puts his mind to it and he gets it, you know, what I mean, he puts the work behind it. I think he can do it, and it, and to be a good fight, we can we we need we can use we can use some we can use some excitement in the, in the division, which I feel like we have. But you know, that's a nice name. Oh, shit, yeah, man. I'll tell you, your stock did not. It's right back up there. If it went down at all after that, that performance last night, man. That was it last night, dude. I'm, I just got off a fucking. No, two nights ago. <laughs> two nights ago, I did Jamal. I was at Disney with the family for two weeks. Trust me, man. I'm man, I'm here a small world in my fucking ears right now. I'm about to jump <laughs> in the traffic. So <laughs> it's fucking crazy. I get home, there's no Wi-Fi. I'm a fucking nut. Oh man, which way? Are you at Disney? Which one? The one down in Florida? I was in Florida, man. Oh, man. I was. It's, it's the marijuana recreational, not legal. Oh, you was going through it. This is what I tell you. This is what I'll. This is what I recommend if you ever go there with uh, the fam or anything else. You're married, man. I'm not married. Man. All right. Well, in the in the future, if you you have kids or no? Yeah, I got kids. Yeah. Oh shit! You're saying it like fuck yeah, I have kids. Well, if you have a, if you take your kids there, I recommend don't go during the day. I do those Christmas parties. They have a Christmas party at night. It's yeah. way better. I'm not that, that on waiting online for an hour and a half. I would want you to do to me like you 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 fucking um did to Jimmy Crute the other day. I'd rather take that <laughs> than sit in that fucking line an hour and a half for a thing that lasts three minutes. It's fucking brutal. But anyway, <laughs> and also Universal get the Express Pass. Not even ten minutes. I'm Bing Bing Bing. All right, back to business. But it was it was a fucking experience. Appreciate the education. You know, I appreciate the education. My kids will appreciate that education. We appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> Will you go on rides? Like, do you do stuff like that? Like uh, roller coaster? I won't do any of that shit. It terrifies me. All right. Look, I like, see, when you said rides, he was saying kids. I got to think about the little rides, and then you got the, you, you hurried up and jammed the, the roller coaster in there. Yeah, look. I mean, so it depends on how I'm feeling. I'm scared of heights. Me too. Me for real. I don't, I don't, I'm not really too big on being up like hundreds of feet in the air, being jumped around and spent. Yeah, I am. It depends on the roller coaster. It depends on how I'm feeling. Do you ever go I watch videos online? Yeah. Sorry, Matt. They have those videos of those guys that climb. They're called like urban climbers, where they'll climb buildings with no, uh, no, no. Uh, or they hang off by one arm. Uh, I, I'm obsessed with those videos because I'm so scared of heights, and it doesn't help. Yeah, that's a hell. That is, that's a big hell no for me. But Jimmy gets scared when he puts the VR goggles and he thinks that day when he's walking on a board, he, eh, he thinks he's really gonna fall to his death. <laughs> yeah, I do. It's very frightening. <laughs> <laughs> toughen it up jimmy come on i know i know i know i just i look i don't wear condoms so i do show bravery at some points but just not up high <laughs> it's more brave whoever you're sleeping with universal they have these delicious beef emp- i can't pronounce them. empanadas how do you pronounce that? empanada empanada yeah empanada they're delicious i can't pronounce yeah, it right but having three of them and my, I have a 12-year-old, so I feel big. She wants to do the roller coasters. So I went on the fucking Hulk ride. Dude, I, I was green. I was the fucking short little 5'6 Hulk after that. I'm like, oh, fuck. But it was the, those things are fucking delicious. Empanadas are fantastic. I used to work at this factory, and this lady, she used to, she used to sell lunch, dinner. She used to make them. And, like, my kid, well, my kid's mom, she, she, she makes them. She makes them really good too. So good, man. Where they been all my life, Jimmy? I don't think I've ever had one. Verde sauce? You throw the verde sauce on there? No, nah, I just got them straight from the hey, thing. Listen, it was a, a, a little beef. 
It was beef. It's full of beef. You're from New York, so I'm going to talk to you yeah. like in a way you can understand. Listen, you put that sauce on there, forget about it, okay? Forget about forget it? Forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> Jamal, we know you got the, the skills and the octane. What do you like to do unrelated to MMA for our audience? What's some hobbies you like to do besides training? We know you're training all day. Yeah. I, um, man, like I said, I like to show with my kids. I hang out with my kids. They're, they're characters. They all got their own personalities. You know, uh, <laughs> spending time with them. Um, you know, I play other sports. You know, I like to play basketball. I like to get out, play some football. Um, I play I play Warzone. You know, I like to play the video <sighs> games. Yeah, you know, I got a Twitch. You know. Um, oh, you, I'm late on that. I got to get Matt, on that. You got to do it. I keep telling you. You got to do it. I know. I'll do it when I get my basement done. I'll do it when I get my basement done. Do you ever fuck with the VR? You mess with the VR at all? I haven't. I, I haven't. I haven't yet. I'm, I'm addicted to that shit. Try Population 1. I got nauseous playing that, Matt. I felt dizzy. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy, when are you not getting nauseous? When are you not getting sick and afraid over there? <laughs> All right, what, what do we got to do? VR porn. VR porn. I can, I can live in that world. <laughs> <laughs> it's so much fun. Hey, I, I was, hey, we, I'll, I'll dabble off in, in a little bit of everything as long as, it's, as long as it's from the right angle. As long as we got the right angle. Yeah, that's true. You don't want to be ducking and putting on goggles. Yeah. We don't get lost in the wrong place here. <laughs> Somebody be Jimmy be having that on. Jimmy, what are you fucking doing in that VR? <laughs> <laughs> You're slapping him upside the head. Excuse me, sir. Excuse me, sir. Our flight was delayed. I had that shit in my uh, my carry on. I go to my wife and my three girl, my three girls. I go, is it going to be a parachute if I use the whole the uh, airport Wi-Fi and put on my goggles? I dad, don't do it. Anyway, I didn't do it. I had too. I didn't want to embarrass. If I was by myself, I would have been in there, wee flying. So much fun. I love that shit. Hey Jamal, what kind of warehouse did you work in? Um, and I worked in a few of them. I worked. I worked in a warehouse where we built the uh, the whiteboards that go to schools, to Corvette hoods, to uh, yeah. I was in Michigan. Michigan is a very it's a, it's a yeah. big factory factory industry like state. So. Yeah, I, I did a lot of warehouse work before I did stand up, like forklift operating, and you forget what a difficult job that. Like you know, it's like you look at life now and and what you're doing at work, and it's like ah, I don't miss getting up at six and sitting in a warehouse for eight or ten hours. That was a rough job. Five thirty, yeah, yeah that sucked. So you were training and doing that? No, actually, whenever I, uh, that that took over, that took president over training. You know, I had kids, you know, and I had responsibilities. And uh, at the time, you know, uh, Michigan, the the path to to the path for MMA in Michigan wasn't wasn't clear, you know. Um, like guys like 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 Cody, like Cody is like Cody Stamen. He's like one of the, he's like a pioneer. Oh, you know what I mean? They're from making it to the U.S. and kind of building that bridge because Michigan, for the longest, whenever I first started, that's why I'm, a lot of what I've done is not known because Michigan wasn't sanctioned. We didn't have sanctioning. Like it was pretty much like some dude. Rented out a cage, rented out a venue. You showed up. I I showed up as amateur, and I fought dudes that are like thirty pounds heavier than me. You know what I'm saying? Like it was, it was like, it was like, it was like almost like underground. Right. How does it feel now to be able to do this for a living? Doesn't it feel great? It's crazy. Yes, best job I ever had. <laughs> Especially, I'll tell you, you got to be on cloud nine right now after that stoppage. Are you all, you seem so very mellow. Are you, I know you're used to knocking people out, but shit, how come you're not, you should be doing, how do you feel right now? Cloud nine? 
I feel good. I feel good. We're going to see. Let, me, let, me, let, let, the, let the check hit the bank account first, Matt. You know, it'll take, yeah. you know, take a couple of days. You know, it'll take a couple of days. <laughs> but yeah, I, no. I'll tell you, you got such a crowd-pleasing style also, man. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I can't wait to see what's next for you. Yeah. How soon, as long as your, your knuckles are intact after that, how soon do you want to get back in there? Uh, soon, soon, real soon. I want to get in there. I want to keep this momentum going. I want to go out and get another one. I had I had the little hitch. All right, I dealt with that. I, I feel like I put together the things I need to do to to keep going forward, and now I'm trying to push forward and push forward hard. And you came back after that, because everyone has one of those. And the way you got it was in a way where you still look great, uh, because again they stopped it, and, and it was one of those things where you're just your arm was you couldn't use your arm. Uh, and then you came back and you win against a guy that you recruit first round. Uh, a stoppage is, is incredible because a lot of guys it shakes their confidence and they wind up losing three or you know uh, fights in a row because their confidence is did it do anything to your confidence at all did it stop you or not even a little huh no because I understand you know um, I don't need confidence to throw to, to, to like to like throw confidence comes natural for me but I say it's understanding I understand striking I understand the angles I understand the touch and the feel and the flow you know um, and I just trust that you know, I've been doing it for a long time. I've gone up against a lot of people, you know, uh, and, and training and all type and other things like that. Like, uh, like a lot of people say, like, I'm real. No, I'm really new. or I'm really green to sport. Bro, I've been fighting since 2010. That's not new. What would you get started with? Would you get started with uh, boxing? What would you get started with? I drove right into MMA. I went from street fighting to MMA. My first my first art is jujitsu. My main base, what I started with was jujitsu. That's, That's crazy. crazy. Now, well, the gym I walked into was a jiu-jitsu gym. My head coach, the uh, uh, Chad Pomeroy, the tall, bald, white guy. Yeah. That was my first coach. I walked in, linked in with him. and started. if you go back, like, you have to dig back to him. Like, they're on YouTube somewhere. You go back and watch my old amateur fights. My first, I was taking people down. <laughs> when, when did you discover you had hands? When, you, when did you start sparring? I, was, I had hands back then, but, but you know, um, Sometimes, you know, I didn't have the tech, I, I wasn't, I didn't have the technique and all the things like that. And sometimes like, you know what I mean? Honestly, in my eyes, I was more scared of getting hit with a lucky punch or somebody just catching me and clocking me. You know, I, I, I understood that it was more of a chance of that happening than if I grabbed somebody and I mauled them. Oh, that's fucking crazy. You never think that you'd have that type of uh, beginning with how crazy accurate and <laughs> deadly your striking is. All right, so my first amateur fight, I went out, I went out and I knocked the dude out in like 40 something seconds. All right. And this is like, this is like six weeks after I started training. So I walked in the gym. My coach told me I was going to have to train for six months before he sent me over to fight. 10 days later, he was like, he's like, you're good. I'll set you up with a fight for six weeks. So I fought my first fight was, I say March 6th or March 3rd, 2010. I, I, I knocked him out. Then I took another fight. I, um, I took another fight. On actually on two weeks. No, this is how crazy it was. I had a fight booked that I was supposed to fight in two weeks. And then I took a fight a week before that and went and fought that fall and then fought that other and then fought another fight. And one I won one in 40, it was a 46 seconds and the other one in 30 seconds. The 30, my fastest win before this was a submission in 30 seconds. Even though now you're fighting professionally and you're obviously gonna move up the ranks, uh do you ever miss those days? Like something about like the, just the kind of crazy unpredictability of those earlier days? Uh, some of the feelings, like the emotions of how like like the the like how lively it felt. Yeah, 
to a degree, but like now, you know, I'm I'm making money now, and uh, yeah, I enjoy the, the 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 level I'm able to perform at, and how I see things now is just it's it made it fun for me. Like how I view it is just it's just fun being able to do it at this level. So that's more fun for me now. That's more really exciting. Well, look, man, I, I can't wait to see you fight again. I'm looking at the light heavyweight division now, and it really is a stacked division. Uh, I mean, uh, Rakich, Anthony Smith, Tiago Santos, there's so many good fights. Again, Walker, like you said, if uh, if uh, Costa comes up, uh, there's so many interesting fights for you. So obviously, whenever you're ready to fight, I'm sure they'll book you again. Um, I, I, I can't wait to see you fight again. And styles make fights. And everybody you just said right there, Jimmy, if you put them versus Jamal Hill, I mean – Every one of those is like, fuck, I would like to see him fight any one of those guys. You got a very, like I said before, crowd-pleasing style. And for the guys who think they're just going to take you down and smoke you, uh, hey, man, fuck, man, they got something else coming. You're not in that quick tap club. You show that. Yeah. Like, and it's even still like like the main the main the main reason why people doubt my takedown defense is because of the the my first fight in the UFC, my 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 UFC debut, the Stosic fight. But go back and look at that fight. Like my hand thinking my hand was broken. My dominant hand was broken in that fight. I just broke my hand five weeks before the fight. So it wasn't like I could just wedge it in or I could pivot or I could post and things like that. Like I needed to. So I had to adapt. My 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 way of adapting was all right, be heavy on him while he's taking me down and then get back up. Go back and watch every single takedown. As soon as I hit the mat, I controlled his head. I controlled the posture every single time. Right back up. I love it. And you, yeah. you seem very mentally strong, bro. Like some guys have a hiccup with whether you said that first fight or the, the one uh, with uh, Craig. I don't think you need a mental coach, man. You seem really dialed in. Yeah, I was, man, I, cre- I credit that to my parents. You know, that's, that's, that's my parents growing up, you know, uh, they raised us to be tough. They, they, they were real. They were real with me. Then I, I, I was, I wasn't a, Shit wasn't sugarcoated to me as a kid. I was told what it was. I was told how my options are how I wanted to deal with it or go about it. And that's how it's always there for me. You know, and that's how I take it. Are they still living, your parents? They are. Oh, so they, they're seeing you fight and they're seeing yeah. how well you're doing. Do they come to the fights or is it hard for them? Yeah, they come. Uh, yeah. My dad, I just talked to my dad. Uh, I talked to my mom. My mom, uh, my mom, has, they both have their, you know, they're older. They have their, they have their, uh, their medical uh, things that they deal with, but um, yeah, whenever they can make it out, they come. My mom was there whenever I got, uh, they were there when I got signed on Contender Series. Um, my dad was actually there at the Paul Craig fight. He he didn't like that too much. <laughs> they, yeah, they've been to a lot of them. With your Paul Craig fight afterwards, is he, don't worry, son, you'll get the next one, or is he a little hard on you? How, how, how is he handling nah, My pops, man, my pops, my pops are cool. My, my pops are cool player, man. My pops, my pops, you know, son, you know, hey. Get back to the drawing, boy. You know, get there, get, yeah. get it right. I give my dad about progression. Get about all right. What's next? It is what it is. What happened? Happened. Like how I took the fight. That's how my dad go about stuff. I like that, man. I yeah, like we'll definitely, uh, definitely have you on again, Jamal. It's good talking to you again, and really, and again, it's just an exciting fighter. So, congratulations on and, and just a great, great win over a really tough fighter. Congrats, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate y'all. All right, take care of yourself, man. We'll talk to you again soon. All right, talk to you later, Jamal. Always a good talk. Thank you. You too, buddy. All right, bro. Take care, man. Congrats.
UFC Unfiltered is brought to you by NEDS, the official wagering partner of the UFC in Australia. Aussie Fight fans, keep an eye out for this weekend's UFC pay-per-view event as NEDS offers a split decision return. This means if you place a head-to-head bet on any main card fight and your pick loses by split decision, NEDS will pay you out as a winner. Plus, you can pump up your odds with a UFC multi simply by combining your favorite markets across all fights on the card. The action doesn't stop with UFC. Neds has everything you need to take it to the Neds level, regardless of what you bet on. For those sports punters, Neds Same Game Multi is now available on more sports than ever before. And for the racing fanatics, Neds Blended is available on all three racing codes. Blended lets you pick multiple runners to win in the same race at special blended odds. It's never been easier for you to be paid out as a winner. Look, whatever you bet on. Take it to the Ned's level. UFC markets exclude South Australian residents. Split decision return eligible on first $250 stake. Minimum blended odds are $1.10 terms and conditions apply are available on the Ned's website. Remember to always gamble responsibly. Please call 1-800-858-858. Support for UFC Unfiltered comes from the official hair restoration partner of UFC, Hair Club. UFC fans notoriously take pride in the way they look. But if you're not dedicated to your hair health, you're not giving 100%. No matter what stage of hair loss you're experiencing, Hair Club is here to help personalize a solution for you. Hair Club offers hundreds of combinations of solutions to regrow, replace, or restore your hair. Costs shouldn't get in the way of confidence. That's why Hair Club offers hundreds of combinations of products and services for different hair care needs and budgets. Their team of hair health and hair loss experts can get your hair in shape, invest in yourself, and find out which hair club solution will work for you. Schedule a free, no obligation hair health checkup and receive 10% off select solutions by visiting hairclub.com slash UFC or texting knockout to 694-247. Text knockout to 694247 or go to hairclub.com slash UFC to schedule a free, no obligation hair health checkup and receive 10% off select solutions. Hair Club, love your hair, live your life. Jimmy, I've been going for two weeks. I know, buddy. I know. You know? It was good, right? How was that? How was that Kevin Smith rant the other day? I didn't care for it, um, but again, I love you. But I love Kevin. So when my friends are fighting, I have to just deal with it. If you love Kevin, you should talk to him. He won't talk to me. Well, there you go. Because of you. Okay. Probably not. <laughs> I, was, I was the biggest fan of of Kevin. You know. See, I like what he did to He Man. You didn't like it. I liked it. He became a Hollywood fucking weirdo. He used to be one of us. Guy from he was a guy from Jersey. Regular, regular schmo, you know, talking about the Hollywood elite. Like, oh, man, I remember he was going to be writing a Superman movie. And he wrote a Superman movie. I forgot the producer's name. It's one of those fucking whatever. And he was talking Jimmy about Olsen? the guy. <laughs> Jimmy no. He's Jimmy. <laughs> He's, he was talking. I forgot the guy's name. He produced a lot of stuff. He produced Wild Wild West. And- oh, I, yeah. J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> You're naming Jimmy. You are naming not real people. You're naming comic book people. Oh, sorry, that was a mistake. Oh, the new Spider-Man looks so exciting, Jimmy. Don't you? I would actually see that for Alfred Molina. Oh, he's going to be Doc Ock. He's back. Yeah. How, how do you know him? Are you a I, fan of Doc Ock or you a fan of Alfred? Well, Alfred had the best uh, appearance ever in Boogie Nights. Uh, he was amazing in Boogie Nights. What were they doing there? 
He was the guy who they tried to rip off, who had the little guy throwing firecrackers behind him. Right. That was him. Yeah, he's amazing. That was him. Hey, Matt, there's smoke coming in. There's smoke coming in the car. Is that exhaust? Be careful. Is that exhaust? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit, Jimmy. I miss you. And I loved him in, uh, I loved him also in um, the original. I I like Doc Ock in the original Spider-Man or the second one, whichever one he was in. Uh, the one by Sam Raimi, he was very good. He was very good in the in Spider Man Two. In Doc Ock, I like that too. And I like that they bring it back Jamie Foxx with uh, I didn't like the Amazing Spider Man with Andrew Garfield. I wonder what we're all wondering, us Spider Man fans, is uh, is Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield gonna be in this new one along with Tom Holland? Because it's dealing, Jimmy, as us nerds know, this new Spider Man No Way Home is dealing. With the multiverse. Uh, yes, I did know that. You knew it was dealing with the multiverse? Uh, yes, I did. Of course you did, because how is Doc going to be in it? And it's funny, because Doc Ock's attacking him, and he's like, wait a minute, that's not the Peter Parker I know. Yeah. Jimmy, do you... <laughs> Jimmy, I would actually see that, because I love Alfred Molina as, as that character so much. I miss you. I miss you too, buddy. I mean, we'll uh, have to meet up soon. They're asking us to do... Another another um, watch along, but the date they mentioned I couldn't do, but I absolutely want to do one. Jimmy, I think we have to do one, you yeah. know, but I don't know what I'm doing it at my house. Who is it going to be? Me, you, and Uncle Edwin? My kid's Uncle Edwin on the couch? Just me and you. Okay. Or bring in Edwin. Of course, you can bring in Edwin, whoever you want. I'm saying you're not obligated. You're telling me my brother-in-law Edwin uh, is not invited? No, what I was saying is I thought you were saying that you had to have somebody. You can have whoever you want. I want you to tell him. I want you to tell my 300-pound brother, hey, listen, you're not invited. Tell, I want you to tell him. I want you to tell him with authority. Say, hey, you're not invited, Edwin. Tell him. I want you to, you're going to tell no, him here's what I, here's what I would say. I would say, Edwin, you're not invited, but let me talk to Matt and see if I can get him to change his mind. That's what I would do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he loves yeah, bring, have whoever, whoever you want there is good with me. And he loves anime, Edwin. And, and uh, I don't like anime. But when I was at Disney, I, I texted him. And I go check out Super Crooks by Mark Millard. And uh, he did Kick-Ass and he did uh, Jupiter's Legacy. He's, uh, he does those comic books, but they're darker. They're darker than DC. And DC can be dark sometimes. Uh, it is an anime movie. Uh, no, series called Super Crooks. And I'm telling you, I'm enjoying the fuck out of it. It's, so, it's very uh, smart and edgy. And it's got a lot of action. And it's, it's the opposite of the boring, how many, dude, take a fucking, take a shot every time somebody's crying in the second half of the new fucking He-Man movie, all right? He-Man series. Fucking Kevin Smith. I can't wait to watch it. You would probably, yeah, you're not going to like it. I didn't like regular He-Man. Nah, but it's, but you know what? You could upgrade, the animation was so good. He could have upgraded it, made it like, brought it to like the modern times and, and had, and been respectful to the whole lore. Instead, he just fucking, Oh, yeah, Evil Lynn. What's her backstory? Oh, she's evil because her parents, they were starving and they wanted to eat her. So she ran away. Really, Kevin Smith? I don't blame her. That's a great reason to run away. Your parents are going to eat you. So then... (laughs) My parents ate four of my toes. I should have (laughs) left. Jimmy, Jimmy. Fuck yeah, Jimmy. Fuck yeah. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) You little piggies, Jimmy. They did. Anyway, My little toes. Jimmy, yes. Jimmy, 
Jimmy, can I just tell you this? How about this sure. for a backstory for Evil Lynn? Oh, she's evil because her parents, they were so hungry they wanted to eat her. So she ran into the gutters and then Skeletor found her. That's why he always, he like verbally, the best is when Beastman is like, now Evil Lynn's like a battered girlfriend because he's like, ah, Beastman's this fucking big thing. And he's like, ah, Evil Lynn, we all heard what's going on in the, in the dungeon, how he treats you. Really? Fuck off. Fuck off. What the fuck are you doing? You don't like, I, let me ask you, Matt. Let me ask you. You don't like the unrealistic backstory in He-Man. Evil Lynn was a battered spouse and she was getting treated by uh, Skeletor and he'd be like, ah, you gutter rat. And Beastmaster, who's a uh, beast, not beast, no Beastman, <laughs> not Beastmaster. That's a movie from the 80s, which I'm sure you love. I don't remember. Beastman? Well, thank if God. I did, I don't remember it. I was probably busy if you, dancing. If you, if you did, you, you did. You say you were probably busy dancing? Yeah, yeah. I, I was part of a break dance group. Jimmy, you first of all, stop fibbing to the audience. You were not. No, I did. I was a break, break dancer. Jimmy, what were you in the other electric boogaloo? No, we were called popping and locking. <laughs> no, you're making this up, Jimmy. Stop it, because you're lying to the audience. Pop locking. Popping and locking. Oh, Vince left. It's. I see a thing up there that said Vince left. I mean, he heard what we were talking about. No, he probably is jealous because he knows I'm a good dancer. He's going to rejoin the room. Where's Vince? Hey, Vince. buddy. Can you hear us? Hey. Sorry, guys. I was sitting there just listening to you guys. Apparently, there was some issue on my phone. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah, we, we we were waiting for you to come in, but that happens a lot with the, with this stuff. And then Jimmy brings up he, he Jimmy brings up the new He Man series that was a disaster from Kevin Smith. So I thought maybe you heard his He Man rant and just hung up on us. Oh no, <laughs> no, I missed the He Man rant. I heard the Super Cook stuff though. Before that, I just started watching that. Yeah, fuck, dude, I'm gonna do a, a fucking uh, Chippison. Fuck yeah, you like it or no? I did. I'm digging it so far. I'm only a couple, like uh, two and a half in. I fell asleep watching it. But do you like anime? Yeah, I love I love anime. I'm a nerd with all that stuff. A lot of fighters are into the and I love all geek shit, but anime's never been my thing. But I do like this fucking super crooks. Maybe it's because it's from a uh, a guy who does comic books, Mark Millard. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> now I'm gonna out geek you, Vince. No, no, you did out geek me a little bit. No, I didn't know that. Vince is like, hey man, you lost me, motherfucker. <laughs> Vince, congrats by the way, man. I appreciate that. Listen, I out geeked them. Show me that mug again, real quick. Oh, that's my Batman mug. Vince, we could have been hanging out ages ago, me and you. I can tell right now. Do you ever go to Comic-Con? I have not. I would love to, though. That sounds amazing. It's actually fun. I don't even like comic books anymore. I, I did when I was younger, but it's still a fun place to be. Like, there's always something great. I just walking around, looking at people in their outfits and the shitty outfits, the great outfits. I prefer watching people in their shitty outfits. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. That sounds great. I, I'd like to go one day, hopefully soon. Vince. Uh, Footy, it's your first time on here, and I feel like we've been we talked to you before because you give off that vibe. What did you get? To, where are you from, and what's the first art you got started in in the martial arts? Uh, I'm from a little town, uh, Ontario, Oregon. It's um, about an hour away from uh, Boise, Idaho, which is Idaho's state capital. Um, like ten thousand people in the town, roughly. So it's just a little small town. Wow. But um, I actually I started wrestling in high school there, and that's that's my that's my base, that's my background. Isn't Chael from Oregon? It is, yeah. He's from, uh, I can't remember exactly where, but he's over, he trained, he, I met him when I was training with my cousin Ricky Simone over there, over there in uh, Portland. Ricky's your cousin? Yeah. Yeah. 
man, what is with your family? That's amazing. You guys are badasses. Don't fuck anybody. Don't fuck around with that family reunion. And doesn't he train with uh, Lewis? Yeah, here and there. That, that that which left for a real interesting dynamic going into this one. Was he able to help you at all? Um, yeah, I, I told him not to even worry about it just because I didn't want to make things more complicated than they already were. He was already having to deal with uh, kind of not doing camp his normal way. So um, whatever I could do to make that easier. Then um, he said, well, your family, so I'm always here for you. So he, he came, he was here like the last, the last week or so, and we got to move around a little bit, thankfully. Yeah, that's awkward because family has to come before, I guess, a, a training yeah. partner. Yeah, exactly. And that, that's kind of, that's kind of what he was saying. So, and uh, there was, a, I think they were saying that, uh, what was it that he was timing? They said, Lewis, you were throwing body shots and they said that he might've been timing uh, that left. Did you ever feel like that was a danger? You were throwing like body shot combinations. Did you ever feel like that was a, a threat or did you know that he was probably trying to do that? Cause uh, they, they, they mentioned that a couple of times and you can see that he seemed to be getting the timing on it down a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think the very first time he threw it, he hit and, and I didn't even mean to throw body shots. I, I got kind of over, over excited. And when he, when we got real close and I was like, I'm just going to rip his body real quick. And then uh, um, I ended up throwing a left to the body and he threw a left upstairs and it, and it landed. And that, that was something we were, we were thinking on. And that's why there's actually a picture of me throwing a jab, my right, making sure my right hand's up. Cause uh, that was an old tendency that, um, that we became aware of and trying to break. And then sure enough, got hit with a little check hook. And I was thinking about that, um, in that moment too. I was like, well, thankfully that wasn't hard. Um, I hit him again. See what happens. Yeah. You, uh, you, you looked really, really good. And I think you're the first guy to stop him that way to, uh, to knock him out, um, in his career. That's got to feel really good. A little bit. Yeah. There, there, there's something there. Um, I, I met Smolka back when, when I debuted in Beijing and he was like one of the first people I had talked to. So I, uh, um, we, I, we were kind of friends from a distance, right? We were good acquaintances. And, uh, um, so it was a little weird and it's real interesting. The, the that whole dynamic, um, there's actually a picture that somebody had sent me of me kneeling across the cage and, and he's over there. And the, I just thought that was a great picture showing like the whole martial arts aspect um, of what, what we both went through there. Well, some guys like it better when they're fighting somebody they're friendly with. Like I, I noticed like even Donald Cerrone is always, it, may, it almost makes it feel like a sparring session. I think it takes away the nerves. Other guys like myself, I never liked that. I like when the guy's a sea sucker. Like I would way, I like fighting Frank Trigg over fighting my buddy Chris Light. I'll tell you right now. So, what about you? What do you like better? I think um, uh, I prefer the disconnect. It doesn't really matter to me because I can disconnect like whenever. Okay. But, uh, yeah. But, um, the easier it is to disconnect, the easier for me. So. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you on that, man. Always easy. I mean, because at the end of the day, it's always easy, better to smack somebody you like to smack for free. No. I don't know. That's how I felt. Yeah, the I fight business, the business, you know, you mounted yeah, on exactly. your buddy. You're probably like, oh, I'm sorry about this elbow and this scar for life, possible fucking brain damage. Did, didn't Glover apologize to Anthony Smith when he was knocking his teeth out? You can go like, Hey man, it's that was, that was a great exchange. He had yeah. him. I think he had him up against the cage and he was, and he was beating him and he's like, sorry, man. And then, and, then and, and it's just business or whatever. And, and then Anthony's like, no, nah, I get it. <laughs> Anthony answered him like, Hey man, fuck. I forgot what he said back, but you know, I get it, man. You know, everybody knows what they signed up for at the end of the, at the end of the day. Yeah. what did you do before you fought Vince? So after wrestling in high school, I, I tried to go to, I went to Boise state for a little bit, trying to go to college. So I could wrestle there. Cause I, I, uh, that wrestling was like the only thing that kind of kept me in school in the first place, just cause I mean, I hate, hated school who likes school, but, uh, right. Um, so I, I ended up, I went to Boise state trying to continue to wrestle and then had some family things happen and had to, 
had to drop out after like the first semester. And uh, I worked as a car salesman. I, I managed a KFC. I worked in a couple cell phone spots. Um, I was, a, I was an, an assistant manager at a different cell phone spot. I kind of bounced around and just did, did some things. But uh, training was always, even before I was uh, actually fighting and everything, I was still going to the gym and finding some ways to train and work out. Okay, let me ask you a, a car question. Sure. I'm going to have to, I, I'm leasing a car now. I'm going to go lease another car. What is something they fuck you on every time to be aware of? With, with leasing, you're kind of, leasing's kind of cut and dry for the most part. So that one, you're, you're almost, you're almost safe. Uh, buying used though, you, you, you got to be careful because uh, generally you're looking at, like if you're seeing a car that, that they're selling for 10 grand, they probably took it in on trade for like four grand, if that. And then there, and then there's now, no, we, we have, um, we put such and such into it. So the price went up here, yada, yada. But still like uh, I've seen, I've seen many times where a car comes in and then it's on the lot for way more. And I'm like, Okay, well, if people want it, I guess. So when you go in to get a car, it must be so nice to know that they can't screw you because you know every trick they're trying to. How do you let a guy know? Like, just give me the real deal because I know what you're gonna do. Uh, even if even if you say that, they still like you still got to play the game. So it's it, you're almost better off trying to ask for ridiculous things and play ignorant because then they're just gonna try to do whatever it takes to get the car sold. If if you, if you act like you know what you're doing, then it becomes a pissing contest, and they're both trying to see. Who's the real negotiator? So, ah, shit, man. I like the lease. I'm yeah. not buying no fucking new cars, man. Get a fucking lemon. No. Were you were you good at it? I was. I was all right. I usually it was way easier for me to deal with people who just came in looking for something new that that already knew what they wanted because then I was just there to hey, this is the process. I can hold your hand through it. So, hey, Vince, let me ask you, what's something unrelated to MMA that you that you like to do? A hobby, not training wise. Not training wise. Not training. Well, I mean, man. unless it's like like the climb shit and whatever. I don't know. Some people like the wall, like rock climbers. If it's something like that, you could say that's maybe like an active rest type yeah. of thing. But right, right. what do you like to do? Man, I, I really, for the most part, if I'm not training, I'm enjoying my downtime watching some, watching probably anime or some or some uh, or some comedy or something. I, I I I sit down and relax when I'm not training. That that's kind of kind of it. Uh, if especially on my my girlfriend hates it because on my Sundays, I don't like to do anything. And she's yeah. we live in Vegas now, and she's very much like, Well, we should go do this. Let's go do this. Let's go do this. I'm like, well, we could do nothing. Like <laughs> we could just chill. Yeah. I like that too, man. At the Sarah household, we like a lazy Sunday. I ain't gonna lie to you. I love it. I'm all about it. I'm busy all week, Jimmy. Yeah. I like to just relax on a Sunday. You know, maybe or call up uh, uh bagel gourmet, you know, send over some bagels. <laughs> I, I, don't know. I do, I do, I do enjoy trying to find new places to eat. That's that's something, especially being being in Vegas, man. There's like, you can find a new spot every other day. Yeah, I think I think being a fighter, it almost makes you appreciate food more because you have when you're deep in camp and stuff. Like I remember, like like holidays around my family, especially my wife's family, and everybody's fucking eating all the good shit, and I'm having my fucking I hate bro my broccoli and my chicken and shit. I'm like ah. It yeah. So when you're able to, that's why a lot of people do that old Jake Lamada become fat guys. I used to go a fat guy between camp. What about you? Like, did you like you really enjoy food, or do you? I I, I, really, I really enjoy food. I'm always eating. The the main thing. So I'm not the biggest fan of weight. I don't I don't like have to watch my diet 100. Um, yeah. So like for instance, a couple weeks out. This, this is kind of crazy. A couple weeks out from the fight, I was actually 
my girlfriend's mom was in town and we went to all you can eat sushi twice that week. We had Korean barbecue that week and we had um, Thai food twice that week. Ooh, shit. That was all in one week and that was a couple weeks out. And I was like, ah, but my weight's good. So uh, funny thing is I cut out beer and hot Cheetos and all of a sudden I dropped like eight pounds. Yeah. Hot Cheetos. I'm sorry, Jimmy. He said hot Cheetos. I know. I've had them. They're very hot. They good. They good. The hot Cheetos. <laughs> I've had them. Are they very good? The hot Cheetos. I never had a hot Cheeto. Oh, really? Oh, I love them, man. I I just see my pantry downstairs. I got like five bags in there right now. Yo, why do you like? Do you just like the spiciness? We ask the hard questions on Unfiltered. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite <laughs> snack? What's your favorite hot Cheetos? Ooh. Yeah. yeah. I know what I'm trying today. Yeah, so do you go to the strip a lot? Like, if I lived in Vegas, I would get in so much fucking trouble. Because I always look at that as a place to indulge every bad instinct I have. He's a perv. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, Vince. Yeah, yeah. My buddy Jimmy's a perv. You don't know him well. I've watched before. I've heard. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, so is it uh, is it hard? Like, even gambling or just, you know, walking around smoking. Like, there's all this shit that I want to do in Vegas that I, I shouldn't do. Yeah, I, st I stay away from all that. I, uh... um. Yeah, every now and then we'll go down the strip. Like if I got family or, or friends that come to town, because that's what that's what they want to do. But uh, man, we've lived here for two years, and I've maybe been down there four, four or five times. Can you see it from where you are? Uh, when I'm driving, yeah, I can see it. But uh, for the most part, most part, no. Like I stay, I stay, I stay pretty far away from. It. I can just look down and I can see it. It looks real cool at night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nice way in the distance. But I just I just know uh, I would probably have problems there. You can, there's a lot of great restaurants. I guess that's one good thing. If you want to find different food every night, you can do it there. Right. right yeah, absolutely. And what made you move to Vegas? I'm trying to make the most of the UFC opportunity, really, with uh, with everything that the PI has to offer. I mean, I'm there pretty much. Every, I'm headed there after this, actually. Um, uh, that's my it's my second home. Um, yeah, just trying to make the most of, of of the opportunity at hand, really. And I think I think there's a lot of growing that that people go through personally when they ha when they make a big move. And me being from that little town of ten thousand people, I think it, it's almost a it's almost a culture shock a little bit. And you have access to it. Yeah, shit. It's nice, right? Yeah, yeah, it's great. I love it. And, and talk about culture shock because I you go from that small town, then you go to that PI. It's something. It's like it's almost like futuristic. How crazy it is! Such cutting edge shit there. Not to mention the, the food's good and whatnot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it's insane. I try to remind myself, like, uh, every time I'm going through there to like take pictures and stuff like that, just because, uh, um, it, it, I do it so often. I go there so often. It's it's like normal now. But um, I want to share that with people because it's. I realize it's not that normal, like, to be able to see all that stuff, see all the other fighters coming through, and like have access to like such like high quality trainers and and nutritionists and physical therapist and all that it's crazy as far as taking the pictures you, you'll be there for a while man you're looking great so you're in no rush the dudes with two or three losses should be like fuck i'm not gonna have this at bellator they, they should be like a spielberg and a motherfucker <laughs> they'll be like yo can i have a coupon for something i don't fucking know but i'm just saying dude you got a bright future man. how old are you again i don't have any notes in front of me i don't know if you notice my setup it's usually more professional uh, I just got back from Disney. I came back last night late. No Wi-Fi in my house. That's why I'm in a parking lot right now. How how old are you, bro? I just turned 31 last month. Ah, you're still a young dude. Oh man, I feel old. You kidding me? I got started late too. When did you start? I started training like 20, 22. I kind of started doing oddball training. I mean, I watch a couple of YouTube videos and go try to go replicate things in the gym. Well, I'll tell you right now, there's kids in there 22 in the UFC. So that's crazy. 
that that's yeah. when you when you got yeah. started. Mm-hmm. And then you know? and then I, I think I had my first fight amateur at like 23. And then I was pro at 24. And yeah, here we are. So damn, it's been seven seven years going on pro. You got your eye on anybody else? Because uh, obviously you're, you you had a pretty short night on Saturday. Yeah, there's, I'm always looking at like the top of the division, even though I I know I've got I got work to do or guys that have I've already fought and they beat me because I owe them. Uh, but mainly I, I was talking about Nathaniel Wood and then I saw that he he just signed a contract to fight somebody. So that one that one's kind of out might be out. But if that falls through, I, I'll, I'll jump in there. I, I think that's a fun fight. I like I, it's got some good skills that I think we match up. Well, I think we'd have a fun fight. Um, him and of course, like people like O'Malley. Yeah, O'Malley's look great. Yeah. They want that shine. They want that. I forget if it's shine or smoke, but they want that attention that fucking O'Malley has. It's not smoke. What is it? It's that smoke shine. It, it all works. I want it all, all works. Good, good. That's right, Jimmy. Give me all. Give Vince all that smoke. He can take it, That's and then he'll shine. I don't know. Hey, man. I, so you're healthy, dude. You want to jump back in soon? When you're saying, yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah, I would love to. Um. Yeah, the sooner the sooner the better for me. I think uh so I tore my Achilles at the end of August last year and it, it oh my sidelined God. me for yeah, I didn't even know you could do that. It sidelined me for what felt like an eternity. And then uh yeah, so I felt I'm just trying to make up lost ground. Oh, uh, when I think about Achilles, any injuries with that, I think of that movie, uh what is it? Fucking not brothel. What is it? What is the fucking one when they're in the the, the it's not a whorehouse? Hostile. How, Jimmy, how do you that little you list? You know, see what I said about a perv? He knows exactly. I said, anyway, Wait, you're the one who said brothel. How am I the perv? You're the first thing you say is brothel. <laughs> anyway, I like when he goes, All right, you can leave. And the guy goes to get up, and meanwhile, he cut his Achilles, and he's like, Ah, remember that, Jimmy? I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't ah, fuck it. Anyway, it's a good, it, it, Hostel's a sick movie. It's disturbing, but uh, it's a very, what you know, you ever see Hostel, Vince? Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. It was hard to watch. That that stuff's uh makes my legs weak watching it. Yeah, it's disgusting. But it, it, dude, I'm telling you, I at around that same age as the guys in the movie, like where they were in the movie, they were on like the Euro train going from, uh, wherever they were going from. But I was did the same thing with my Brazilian buddy when we were both purple belts. We went from um Amsterdam to fucking to Paris to to, to France to to London. So in, in, the, in the movie, Jimmy, they get approached on the train by some dude. He goes, hey, man, you want all the best chicks are at this fucking hostel in so-and-so. So I look at that movie, and I, I was in the same – if a guy came to me and my Brazilian buddy at 23 years old, they go, hey, man, there's a, I would have been at that motherfucker. So that's a scary movie because it's almost like where you put yourself in the situation. Man, you should, Jimmy, you would see it. You should see it. Yeah, I'm aware of it. I've just never watched it. Hard to watch it is hard to watch. I like the anime better. I'm with you, Vince. Yeah, that yeah. shit's fucking. I don't like the horror movies unless it's like Scream or something that's got some like uh, something to it, like a little right. spooky more than. I don't like the gore, but yeah, just yeah, being yeah. gory. It's kind of like the right amount, right? Not too much. Not like like when you get into pure pure gore and stuff like that. that the saw saw and hostile kind of cut me off a little bit, but I, I do love a good scary movie. I'm all about it. Exactly, man. I want to be able to eat my popcorn. I don't want to be like, ah. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. Hey, do you like sci-fi? Did you ever see Dune, the new Dune? Oh, is that out already? It, it's yeah, it's it's out. It's so I good. You see should it. see it. Yeah, it looks great. I love sci-fi. Jimmy shits all over sci-fi. He shits all over it. No, I'll watch Dune. I'll watch it. It's so good. 
that I seen it before, like a bunch of times, like on my HBO Max. It's off that now, I believe. And I was just at Universal and everything. And we were at Disney Springs the last day. My family, my wife and three girls, they want to go shopping. All right. I'm going to the AMC. I watched Dune by myself. Very nice. In the theater. Jimmy, is that pathetic, Jimmy? No, it's something that's alone, air conditioned, eating popcorn or all it. You know, I enjoyed it. Anyway, it's it's really good. You should see it. Yeah, I'm I, yeah, I'm watching it tonight. Fuck yeah. Vince, good talking to you, man. Um, definitely come back on again. Let us know when you have a, a fight uh, lined up. That was a really, really uh, exciting win. And uh, congratulations, man. You look great. Thank you. Congrats Thank again, you, guys. I appreciate that. I feel like I'm just getting started, so more to come. And it's actually it's actually an honor to really talk to you guys. I remember after I uh, um, debuted in Beijing, um, I, I don't know how, I, I stumbled onto your guys' podcast, and you guys, you, you guys were one of the few people that had some good things to say about me despite the loss. So I was like, okay, that was – that made me feel good, so I appreciate oh, good. you guys. Hell yeah, man. Well, thanks, man. Call back on. You got another fight? Uh, you know, you get something on the radar. Give us, a, Let us know, man. We're going to get you back on. Hell yeah, let's do it. I'm all about all right. it. Take care, buddy. All up, Vince. Take care, man. All right. Appreciate it, guys. Looking for a new home or you want to save on your current mortgage? Visit rate.com and you could get massive savings with Guaranteed Rate, the official mortgage partner of the UFC. Rates are at a historic lows and you could land that dream home or refinance to potentially cut your current payments in about 15 minutes. Visit rate.com today to get started with Guaranteed Rate. Equal housing lender subject to credit approval. Savings, if any, vary based on a variety of factors. Restrictions apply. Company NMLS ID number 2611. NMLS Consumer Access. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. I love that dune, Jimmy. I'm not even lying. I know. My you do. family, they wanted to see, they wanted to go shopping. I go, look, we were in two weeks. We we, we you know, we did the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And uh you kids had a great time. The wife had a great time. Well, I don't want to go shopping. I, daddy's tapping. I don't do this, so I'm tapping out. Yeah. I don't let me just have a, a nice two and a half hours, even though towards the end of it. I get a text from my wife and ah, the rainforest cafes, the two hour, half hour wait. You want to watch the rest? She knew I seen the movie already. So I didn't get to watch the ending in there. I got out of there a little early, but that doesn't defeat the purpose. You understand? It's a great movie. Jimmy. Two and a half hour wait for the fucking rainforest cafe. Yeah. And it's just food. And once in a while, it'll go like ah, 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 you hear monkeys. Two and, and a like, half ah, hour wait. Oh, how about Jimmy? The first time we were there was a we went on we, the, we made the mistake of going there on a Saturday night when we got to Disney. Uh, 
because we were over in like Tarpon Springs at my in-laws. We did uh, Thanksgiving there. So then we do the uh, hour and a half trek over to Orlando. Uh, by the way, I talked to my buddy, Ben Saunders. What a good guy. Yeah. I didn't get together with him because he was leaving. I usually get together with him when I'm in Orlando. Killer B, Ben Saunders. But um, he was going to LA the next day to see Eddie Bravo. So I didn't get to hang out with him. But anyway, I, just, I don't know why that popped up. So we were at Disney Springs. So we go, let's get the right. First of all, crowd as fuck. We got to the Rainforest Forest Cafe because we went there. <laughs> Jimmy, we went there once before. And uh, they're like, oh, it's a five-hour wait. Five hours? What the fuck is that? So you put your name and then come back in five hours, right? No, we fucking left and went to Chick-fil-A, which was delicious. So, Jimmy, I like that Chick-fil-A. That spicy chicken sandwich. I used to think that you go back in the archives. I spoke about this before. That's how you know it's true. Wendy's had the best spicy chicken sandwich until, until, my little bird, I tried the Chick-fil-A spicy ah. chicken sandwich. So good. So fucking good, Jimmy. Unlike the new Kevin Smith Masters of the fucking Universe Revelations, which is dog shit. I would rather watch that than eat at Chick-fil-A. Ah, that's all political for you, though. No, no, no. I just don't like it. That's my. That's what I say about <laughs> Chick-fil-A. <laughs> In case people don't see what's going on, Jimmy put up. Jimmy's green scheme became a big toilet in the background. <laughs> All right. You know? Well, Matt, I'll talk to you in a couple of days. Um, it was it was nice to talk to uh, Vince Morales and Jamal Hill to have him on again, and uh, I'm glad to see you again. By the way, congrats to Jose Aldo. Oh, God. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Incredible. By the way, how did anybody have that 50-45? I don't know how that was 50-45. I thought Font looked a lot better than that. That was unfair. Uh, Font, Font, did, Font was doing well. Like yeah. He had his moments, but it's, it, looks like, not the, it looks like he was just, he had a hard time just getting settled in. Like, I yeah. don't, th this is definitely not the last time we've seen, uh, the last we've seen a Rob Font. No, of course not. I think he had a, I think it's similar to like Calvin Cater fighting Max Holloway in a way, in a, in a, in a sense where they fight up a level and that's going to bring them to and past that level, if that makes sense. That's what I, yeah. that's how hardly I, uh, that's what I, that's how highly in regard I, I, I'm not using my English right, but that's how much I am. You're stoned. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a while, but I clear out my system. You know, you know, Rogan has a sober October. I yeah. got a sober two week. No, I got a, a sober two week November. Listen, I have a sober two week November. That didn't rhyme. No, it was terrible. <clears throat> you have a remember November because you're not going to do anything in it. Jimmy, I had two weeks where I, I cleared my system out and I feel great. But that's not the point. The point is that that's how. how that's in that's in the that's that's how much respect I have for Calvin Cater and Rob Font because I'm saying that they fought Max Holloway, Jose Aldo. It was not their nights, but I think when we see them fight again, because we're yet to see Calvin Cater Calvin Cater fight since then. Yeah. When is he fighting again? By the way, he's fighting Gigi. Gigi. Yeah, but he spelled it Chickadee. That's his last name, isn't it? Who are you fucking? Is it Chikazy? Chikazy. What the fuck? Hey, my little chickadee. Who's he fighting? W.C. Fields? That's a great fight. Yeah. Holy shit, yeah. not a good fight. Yeah. Oh, well, we're going to see what he learned from the Max Holloway fight. Can you get chickadee? I can't wait to see him fight chickadee. Jimmy, I want to give respect to the whole card when I'm able to look at my notes because, yeah. uh, you know, like we said, I don't have anything in front of me. I'm in a parking lot. That's all right. We'll talk I mean, about that. I have to do what I had to do, Jimmy. I mean, the show must go on. 100%. I usually got the laptop. To let people know behind the scenes, I usually got my laptop and I got my phone where I look at all my notes. But now I'm doing it on my phone, hence 
I want to go over the card properly. We're going to do that on Thursday's show. We're going to give some, and not only that, we're going to preview what's going on this next Saturday. It's going to be, Jimmy, it's going to be a great week here on, 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 on Yes, Thursday. it will. We've got a lot to do on Wednesday. A lot to do. Jimmy, right, tell Tom. me how much you miss me. I did miss you. I, I'm, I'm happy you're back. I'm very happy you're back. Thank you, Jimmy. Yeah. All right, listen. Hey, man, we're going to talk more in, uh, in a couple of days. You All got right? it, buddy. Yes, have a good couple of days, and uh, I'll talk to you on Wednesday. Look how powerful I look, Jimmy. You do look very strong. Okay. Goodbye, everyone. Bye, guys. You're the best. For 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all handpicked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.